0: So welcome back to the marked. Welcome back. Welcome to. Welcome. Welcome to the marked Life podcast. This may be the only podcast of ours that you will listen to. The first one. Then you may not continue on the other ones. And so we would be a miss. Yeah. Rem- remiss. Well, it is remiss, but like I kind of felt like it would be a miss, but then it just came out in both. And yeah, it work. did. Yeah. Kind of, I think it kind the, of works.
1: the The gospel is the most important conversation you can ever have in your life, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. The gospel of Jesus Christ, like the salvation mm-hmm. of mankind, fallen man, oh, yeah. and and we have we have to start with accepting the reality of the darkness of our hearts. If if we don't accept that we need somebody's help, then then we'll never look for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That that's been hitting me this week. So. The gospel is everything. Gospel is everything.
0: I think goes back to of gospel is the good news, and reading through Acts and one of the things me and a team of mine um, at the church we read through Acts to prepare for a sermon series coming up, and one of the things I saw all throughout it was that Paul or Peter or whoever was going around and preaching the gospel, the gospel changed not the core of it, not the heartbeat, but a change based on who they were talking to. Absolutely. Because Mm -hmm. good news is different to every person. Absolutely. yeah. And so the thing that makes people attracted to Christ is going to be different depending on what their need is and what the reason that they are hearted of heart towards him is. And so realizing like, yeah, we can explain the gospel in one way, but whoever is listening to this, the person might be struggling, like, it may not reach that audience, and we can't reach all of them, but what it is, is like good news is so many different things that Christ offers. Right.
1: And it can't be good news to someone who doesn't think they need it. That's mm. that's the big point I was making there.
0: Mm.
2: And that's, that's the thing. It's like everyone knows that there's darkness in them to a degree. Everyone knows degree. that, you know, they've done bad things, said bad things, you know, like believed bad things about another person, whatever it is, you know, But but I think that a lot of the times people don't think that they're bad people, yeah. which is... I mean, that's that's kind of widespread. That's that's not just in the states too. That's mm-hmm. all over the globe. People, you know, acknowledging that they, you know, have done bad things and, and even still do bad things, but not thinking that they're a bad person, um, which is which is something that the gospel tackles. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, right off the bat. I mean, the wages of sin are death. Yeah. Um, we can just jump right into that. You know, sin gives birth to death when it when it 's fully grown, it gives birth to death, and so you know when you when you i mean uh, the wages of sin is death, and what what is sin that's
1: what I was thinking yeah yeah
2: that's, I mean, that's a great place to start it's it's i mean rebellion mm-hmm. it's it's taking something that is god designed that's that's beautiful that's righteous, and just doing it any other way, even the smallest little tweak you know from from the good design of God that that's going to be sin.
1: Mm. What was God's original design? What where did sin come from?
0: I mean sin came from missing the mark. Mm. Like that's what it means. It's an archery mm. term to miss the mark. And so sin is anything that is outside of his will, his perfection. Mm. So sin came when it started with humanity, Adam and Eve, the creation story in the beginning of the book of life in Genesis. And we see that sin came when people believed that they were not fully satisfied in God. They didn't trust him. They took his word and saw, thought that they knew better, that they could find their own way, that they could do their own thing. And yet we see what happened because of that one one scenario, one incident. But the thing is that it, it didn't matter who it was. Any of us would have done the same, even if it was Adam or it was Eve it still is us because we would have decided because all of us in our innate nature think that we are better or know better or could do better.
1: In some way or another, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's, that's the conversation I was having earlier regarding my name, mm. thinking I am like God, like, mm-hmm. but, and actually believing that lie mm. and in some way living that out. That's exactly what Satan tempted Eve with. Mm-hmm. If you eat this, yeah. you will be like God. That's where sin came from. When God said, hey, don't do this. This one thing, don't do this, and it's not like he was saying that to them, to control them. It was it was to protect them. He was like, "Do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil," and as as soon as they they took the fruit, their eyes were opened. They did become like God in knowing good from mm-hmm. evil. Yeah. All of us did, all of us did, and that was passed down through generations. And you can you can read the entirety of the Old Testament. I was reading, reading in First and Second Kings today, and just all of the wickedness. Of these kings that are passed down from generation to generation Mm. if if it said a king was wicked it said it he followed in his father's footsteps in in his father's wickedness they continually perpetuate the sins of former generations all of those in some way or another have been passed down into us like we we've been born into that we've been we've been born into sin Mm. so what do we what do we do where do we go from there when we realize like oh my goodness like my heart is just dark and wicked
2: I mean, if you look at the continuation of that story in Genesis, you know, Adam and Eve, they sin and they, they hear God. They hear the sound of the Lord walking through the garden in the cool of the day. First off, what a, I mean, what does that sound like? I want to, we will hear that sound, Mm. I, I pray, I believe one day, but you know, they hid from him. They heard him coming and they hid from him, you know, and that, that's, that's the first and clearest representation of what sin does to the human mind it darkens wow. the human mind they thought that they could hide from an all-knowing god mm. you know they they're hiding from him in their nakedness they see that they're naked they see that they're exposed and and they hide from him and of course god's like he asked where are you and that is not because he didn't know where they mm-hmm. were it was because he knew that they were separated from him because they died spiritually when they took of that tr- when they took of that fruit of that tree, mm-hmm. there was a spiritual death that occurred there. And, you know, that's that was, God said, if you take of this tree, you will surely die. That's what he's speaking of. They didn't die physically in that moment, but their spirit died. They were, it was separated from God because of sin. Sin drove a wedge in between humanity
0: and God. And they would die eventually, yeah. physically yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. It introduced death into their, their, their bodies. They became, I, I mean... The, the verbiage mortal bodies from Romans is coming to mind right now. Mm. Like, did they have immortal bodies? Maybe. But that's, that's really not the question there. But their, their bodies became mortal. Their spirits died. And the physical was a, was a representation of that. That's why, that's why they hid themselves. They, mm-hmm. they clothed themselves when they didn't yeah. need to clothe themselves. Yeah. And how gracious, this is beautiful, how gracious is God to sow for them skins from animals, when they, they had just covered themselves with fig leaves because they were ashamed. Mm-hmm. That's what sh- uh, sin does, is it leaves us ashamed mm-hmm. in the darkness. We try to hide in the darkness. I mean, God asked that question. How, how many of us know that when God asks us a question, it's not because he needs to know the answer. Right? It's for our sake. Yeah. Where are yeah. you? And they were, they were hiding, covered up, and, and he made them new skins. Yeah. New, new coverings for their sake.
2: And you can even see you can even see just the principles of God's grace in that. God says there's no forgiveness of sins without the shedding of blood. You know, if he, if he made for them skins, animal skins, he probably, he probably killed those animals. He probably sacrificed those animals and their blood in a way. I mean, I'm reading into the text here, but, you know, I, I don't think God just, you know, snapped his fingers and, and caused, you know, animal skins to just appear out of nowhere. Um, but he covered them, and, and I think that that foreshadows the sacrificial system, which, again, foreshadows Jesus as the final sacrifice on the cross, but that's what we're getting to. That's what, you know, in the gospel, we we, you know, we can talk about the depravity um, of the human race. You can talk about the, the sinful nature of us, and, and that is true. Like, that is absolutely true, and all of us in our lives have walked that path, and it takes... It takes this grace of God through his love mm-hmm. to break through to you
0: and, and to pull you up. I think it also takes a recognition of how deep sin actually is mm-hmm. in us. I think the biggest problem is that when we realize that we're so quick to forgive ourselves. Like, think about it. When we do something bad, like, oh, yeah, it's easy to forgive myself for that. Like, I'm fine. Like, oh, I'll, I'll get over it. But when someone does that same thing to you, it's so different in our eyes because of our sinfulness a lot of the times, because we refuse to see the depth of our sinfulness inside of ourselves. We're like, oh yeah, if, it's, I, if I did it to myself, I'm quick to grace for myself. Oh, it's easy. I'll be fine. I'm I'll am i be okay. But if someone hurts me or someone does the same thing towards me, the same sin, it's much harder to forgive them and to see grace in them because we're naturally in sinful tendency is to deflect and to to push away from ourselves and to point to something else and to do everything it can to not be revealed inside of ourselves. And it takes us, it took me, I think a lot of times when we see people with stories of finding the Lord, they've hit rock bottom Yeah, because that's what it eventually takes for someone mm-hmm. to come to the terms with it. That that's, it's, it's their sin. It's their issues. And sometimes the rock bottom is a hardship they've walked through or something that's completely different. But a lot of times it's that recognition of, Oh, I've tried everything my way. I've done everything I can to fight my way out of this. I mean, I've tried, um, parting and i thought that would pull me away from sin and into a life i've tried being a really good person and doing the right things but even that seemed to fall short I tried all these things but really it just kind of pulls you back into this broken world that we live in but there's only one way out because n- none of that is free from even just the smallest drop of sin no matter no, any effort anything that we do because sin is tainted right. it. so something that's pure something that is not tainted, has to come through to clean it.
1: Hmm. Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Mm. Christ Jesus. Have you ever turned down a free gift? Yeah. Maybe if I didn't want it. Right. If it's like a really bad gift, then you're like, I'm good. If someone hands you like a penny to pick you off the street, you're like, "Uh, I'm I'm okay. Or if it feels like a burden,
1: Mm. like like something that I I wouldn't want to lug around.
2: Or if you're in Costco and you're walking by that free little sample booth station right. and it's like some
0: right. you know, some abstract vegan Because it doesn't look
2: appealing. Yeah, I don't want
0: it. Or sound appealing. Yeah. And that's the principle I think that we're getting at with why the gospel is not always attractive to people is that they don't see the value in it or it's not appealing to them or it's not hitting home with them, you could even say. Because they haven't quite come to terms with their sin or they haven't heard the reason why Jesus is actually the free gift that no one should want to turn down. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's because he did die. He came and lived the perfect life. The son of God, fully man, fully God came and, and lived a perfect life here on earth as the final sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice for all of the sin in this world. And it's often said that even if you were the only person on this planet, mm-hmm. God still would have sent his son. Yeah. Why? Well, that took me a while in my life to honestly believe that. I, I
2: grew up here and I grew up in the church. And that took me a while in my life to actually believe that that God would have done that. He would have went to the cross just for me. But over, the, I think maybe within the last year, honestly, when I kind of re-took a look at that, it's clear he would have because his love literally mm-hmm. knows no bounds. He, yeah. Like it, his love is mind boggling. That's why, you know, controversial, but people will talk about the reckless love of God. Like he doesn't, he doesn't care. He's like, I love this. Like I will do whatever. I'll do whatever. I'll send my son. I'll send him. He's, he's more valuable, more mm-hmm. priceless than anything in all creation. He is the creator. I'll send him because I want that person right there. I want bread I want mm-hmm. Michael. I want Jason. I, I want the world. Mm-hmm. My blood will cover the sins of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he says
1: in First John. He yeah. died for the sins of the world. The sins of the world. Every single person. Every single. And and let's talk about what it means for for God to send His only Son. Like, this is this is Jesus Christ we're talking about, who is fully God. We, mm-hmm. we said He's He is God. He's in heaven. Like He's good. He's good up there. he didn't have to leave. He was yeah. on the throne. Oh trying. yeah. He's he is God. And and God wow. saw our helplessness without him. And before the beginning of the world, before the beginning of the world, he knew he was gonna do this.
2: He did. He knew he was gonna he send us. He saw his the son. cross.
1: He did. His his love before the beginning of time was was already crying out for us.
0: It's the cost of creation. God yeah. knew in creating wow. us the cost he would have to pay for it. Absolutely. And
2: He's, that's how much he loved us. That's how much he wanted and desired us. Yeah. He wanted a people for himself that would love him, that would choose him. I mean, that's why the tree was there in the garden. He, he If it was forced love, if mm-hmm. there was no tree, there's yeah. no option There's no love. love. Mm -hmm. There's no love. That's forced. Love does not force its own way. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't insist. It doesn't force on its own way. So he he had to give that option for us to rebel against him because he was like, you know, I want these people to love me. I want them to choose me. I want them to see all of this in the world and I want them to choose me still.
1: Mm -hmm. And how loving is it for that God to know that cost of creation, know that as he's creating these people, he just wants to be with knowing that he is going to have to give up everything at some point to bear more pain than any other man has ever bared on this, on this earth in life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, and that's what the cross was. That's the sacrifice that God paid. He, he walked this earth for 30 to 33 years as a living man, mm-hmm. fully man, yeah. fully God. Like we have to recognize how human yeah. jesus christ was
2: he was a baby a man absolutely
1: yeah. he, he was nursed by his mother like he, he he was eating he was weak in in the in the the
0: body uh, he was hungry tired thirsty i've heard it once said, imagine if you were to be put like to step down into a slug like think about it like god yeah. steps down into humanity perspective the, the embodiment yeah. of a person and the constraints that we have like, imagine if we were to step into like a slug and have to do that for 30 years. And be a perfect slug. <laughs> Whatever yeah. that is. Right. right. Yeah. But yeah, it's that same idea. Like it, we even think about it. Like that sounds terrible. Like, yeah. And to be made fun of and ridiculed and torn apart. Wow. By the ones who can't save.
1: And the word of God said he was tempted in every way as we are. Mm. In every way. And, and he I, didn't I, sin.
2: And I think way more so. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, think about in the desert. He... You know, he has the power to turn those stones into bread. He's got the power to jump off the temple mount and, and be caught by angels. He has that
0: power. Yeah, C.S. Lewis put it this way, too, that temptation is like standing against the wind. Those who lay down and let the wind overcome them will never know what it's like to survive and face mm. that wind one more minute and one more minute and one more minute. Only the one who sustains the longest mm. will ever know the full strength and requirement it takes to stand that temptation. Wow. So all of us have given into temptation. We will never know what it's like to have withstood that wow. another minute or another minute, but Christ never failed it. Interesting. Yeah, and that's a beautiful picture of what temptation he had to face in order for his, his perfection to be sustained because he is perfect and he's without sin so that he can be the sacrifice that would redeem all of us if we only but believe
1: and how, and how does he redeem that? How does he overcome death? Like there's, There is a law of sin and death that, mm-hmm. was, that was set in place. And we don't understand the mysteries of, of that. But we do know that when God said, you eat of this tree, you'll surely die. They died physically. They died spiritually. If the wages of sin is death, how do you overcome death? Jesus didn't sin. And Satan thought that he could conquer the Son of God living on earth by killing him. But all he did was bring the perfect Son of God, who mm-hmm. never sinned, into the realm of the dead, so that Jesus Christ would overcome death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the, and it says he holds the keys
0: to death, raised by the power of God.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It, like what happened? What happened at the cross? There. Let's talk about that. I, full, I just said he died.
0: The full. You mean at the cross or after the cross? I mean, yes. <laughs> One moment of history that changed forever. I mean, the full wrath of God on display against Jesus, forsaken. What's, what's the cross?
1: I mean, I mean, like, what, what happened? Jesus was, was hated by religious leaders. He was handed over them handed over to them to be tortured, whipped, whipped with the 40 lashes minus one, as it's called with the the cat of nine tails, ripping flesh out of his back. Perfect. Never deserved any of this. And and then carried that cross like like beams of wood on his back for (laughs) out of the city. It was probably pretty far and on on skin that was not on his back anymore. And nailed to that tree, nails through his hands, nails mm-hmm. through his feet.
2: Crown of thorns in his, in his head, in yeah. his eyes. Blood running
1: down his face, like no flesh mm. on his back. Like. He was
2: marred beyond all recognition.
1: Yeah. He, he, was, he was tortured and killed in the most brutal way in human history. Mm. It, it was a Roman crucifixion mm. on a cross, hung there to die so that he, he would die when his body... And his body ran out of all strength, and he could no longer push himself up on his legs to mm. to catch a breath as his arms are spread out and he's suffocating himself mm-hmm. It's absolutely brutal
2: mm. pulling all joints out of socket and ec- just expanding every part of him yeah it w- it was a it was a precise way of execution it was it was very thought through, it was the most humiliating. he was naked on the cross it's the most humiliating painful death that like humans could think of at the time and, and probably since then
1: and he chose to do it mm. he chose to do it yeah
2: any moment and and it was the joy that was set before him that that was why he, he could go into i mean one of the many reasons but it was the joy what is that joy though mm. it's being with us <laughs> i mean it is it's it makes no sense i mean into my mind <laughs>
1: say you're saying his joy is to be with us
2: I am that's what I'm saying
1: that's why he did it to be with us,
2: yeah,
0: to restore the bridge that was broken
2: yeah it, w- it wasn't just to to you know cleanse us with his blood, and that's what he does that's what it does his his blood still comes in and, and it's cleaning us, but it wasn't just that that was he was getting sin out of the way so that he could be with us un- uninhibited, unadulterated. Me and God forever. Mm-hmm. Sin. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't regard us through the lens of sin any longer. He's, mm-hmm. he's dealt. He. D- he died for the sins of the world. Sins are are a thing of the past in a way. Yeah.
1: So what do we what do we have to do to? I, I don't know
0: to receive him. Right. He he died. He died for us. What now? Very simple thing. Those who believe in their hearts and confess with their mouth. That's it. Yeah. And there's, confess what now? Confess that Christ <laughs> is Lord, that Christ mm-hmm. died on the cross, that Christ came for our sins, that Christ came because he loved us first, that he came because we could not save ourselves. Mm. There was nothing we could do. Not even the most perfect person could have gotten themselves into heaven. Jesus is the only one who could have, and he chose to. Simply because of love, and that's who he is.
1: So he broke the power of sin and death, and all we
0: have to do is believe. And yet many won't.
2: And well, we gotta look at what that word believe means.
0: That's key. It's not
2: just believing that there is a God, that you know there's a higher being up there that not not even just believing that Jesus exists and that he did what he did because even the demons believe and they mm-hmm. tremble and fear. So what is that word belief? What does it mean to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? Hmm.
1: Let's, let's talk about believing in his life. We, we talked about the way he lived before he was killed. And then he died and he was, he was taken off that cross by those who loved him on this earth and they put him in a tomb for three days rolled a stone over that tomb. And then when those who, who were so close to him, loved him on this earth, came to visit his grave, it was open and he was gone. He, he raised from the dead. He was raised from the yeah. dead by what? The power of the spirit of God. He, he took his own life back up from the grave and he started walking among them. He started walking around. He, mm-hmm. was, he was living again. Yeah. We just talked about how brutal that life was, that that death was, and he comes back to life. Even his disciples, his followers, his students didn't believe it. They were like, no, like, no way. I have to see him. I have to see mm-hmm. the, I have to see the holes in his hand or I won't believe it's actually him. Mm-hmm. There's no way he just, he just came back from the dead. And when we, it, that was, that was Thomas, one of his students. And mm-hmm. he, he saw it. He saw the, the, hand, the holes in his hands and the, the spear uh, puncture from his side and He said, I I believe. And then Jesus said, blessed are those who believe without seeing. And that's us. We have not seen the Lord Jesus with our eyes. But we believe he did that and that he took his own life up from the dead. And what happens when we believe that Jesus Christ was crucified for our sins and was raised up from the dead is his life fills us and lives in us. Mm -hmm. That's the spirit of God. He fills us with his spirit. It's... It doesn't make sense. It's the power of faith. It's the power in believing yeah. in something bigger than ourselves. And he's always bigger than us. He is the only source of life on this earth. Yeah. So why would we, why would we not yeah. want to, to live in him now and believe mm-hmm. in his life in us? Oh my goodness. I, I want to yeah. talk about Romans 5.10 for a second, but does anybody have anything to jump on, add on to that? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Romans 5.10 then. So, if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, how much more now that we were reconciled will we be saved by his life?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, th- I think there's, there's platforms that are happening here. We were enemies, and his death reconciled us to God. First of all, I'm good being reconciled to God. Like, oh my goodness, we just talked about the power of sin and death. We were about to face eternal separation from God that'd be terrible. But now we're reconciled to him. Well, how much more powerful is life than death? What does it say about what life does for us in Romans five 10, We're saved by his life. And that saved is a perpetual saving that is constantly happening. We've been reconciled by his death, but we're saved by his life. That's the power of the Holy Spirit that is saving us constantly. It is, it is saving us even now. Like we are breathing in his grace and mercy. I am so alive in Christ Jesus right now because of the Holy Spirit. I am so full of love. I'm so full of everything that God is, because I believe that. It, and it's not by anything I've ever done. It's by grace. It's by grace that I've been saved through faith. And that, that grace is received from God through the faith that He gives me. Not even my faith is my own. So if if while we were reconciled, if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. By the death of his son, how much more? Now that we are reconciled, we go from reconciled to being saved by his life. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And he is living eternally in heaven, calling us home. He is now the joy set
2: before us. Mm. Yeah, Jesus talks about, in John 14, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He claims he is the source of life him, himself. He is life. Like there's there's no life that's apart from him. Through him, was were were all things made. Apart from him, was nothing made that has been made. Literally, he is the the source of all things. Mm-hmm. He is Yahweh. He is in all and through all. Um, and so he he allows us through the cross. Doing away with sin, he allows us to be connected, uninhibited, unrestricted access to life, himself, Jesus Christ, the light of the world, life. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, there's there's even something to talk about with what eternal life is in that. You know, if we're on the subject of, of life itself, Jesus tells us what life eternal is. It's to know him because he's life. It's to know God the Father. That's good. And the one whom he has sent, Christ Jesus. Yeah. Literally having eternal life, having life is knowing Jesus. It's being connected to Jesus because he himself is life. There's nothing apart from him that's, that's life. It's life and death.
1: We have eternal life here now.
2: Amen. Because we know him. We're not waiting. We're not waiting one day in the future when we die or he comes again. It's, it, is, it is today. it is today. Amen. That's one of the, that's
0: one of the, I mean. Yeah, because as soon as we <laughs> believe that eternal life dwells within us. Oh yeah. my goodness. So there's no longer a waiting. Wow. There's an, a fearful expectancy of what God could do even in this time because he's here and now, like okay. he's here. Amen. Mm-hmm. And that's what this gospel really is. And there's so much that we could continue to press into and will press into, Lord willing, as we continue this. But the gospel is... I mean, it's never more evident in the fact that God loves us and was willing to pay the price in order to have us back after we continued to turn away from him and do all these things because he was willing to give up his perfect son for us, the broken, the sinners, the ones who turn away from him daily and choose the wrong thing and choose this life and choose this world and do all these things that turn against him and mock him and, and spit in his face, the same things we did to his son while he was here on this earth. But for some reason, God still cared more about having us in right relationship with him through Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection, so that we can live eternally in his presence and in his love because those two things cannot be separated. And so I'm, hmm. I'm excited to continue to talk through whatever the Lord's doing with this, if it's two episodes, if it's 200, that we get to talk about the Lord around a table, God. get excited about things, ask the hard questions, and truly really press into what is going on in our lives as Christians in the 2023 years, 2022, the years to come, this type of life that we're around right now, because it's hard and it's going to get more difficult. But we've been so blessed by people around us, the people that we'll continue to bring on to this podcast and share stories and hear how God is still moving in this day. Because many people are scared, pessimistic about the future, and they have reason to be. Revelation tells us what's coming as much as we can make sense of it. But we have all the more the reason to be faith, faithful and have faith and take courage because we know who is with us at all times and who will never leave us or forsake us because he has already forsaken the one who paid it all for us. And, and so
1: and can I can I just say too like if there is anyone listening to this right now who has not heard the gospel or has heard it before and maybe hasn't heard it in this entirety or like something's happening right now like talk talk to God about that. Mm. Like if if you're like oh my goodness, I I am a sinner. I need help. I need the power of Jesus Christ overcoming the grave. I want his life. I want eternal life. I want to know him. Let me tell you, you want that. You want that. You do. Oh my, and it's as easy as talking to him. It's called prayer. Mm. We've, we've made prayer way too complicated. So complicated. It's simple. It's, it's talking to God and and talk to him about it. Say just in, and if you have a Bible, find it. If you don't know where it is, find it. If you, if you need a Bible, find a Bible and, and find us read it. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Um, talk, talk to God. Like we believe in our hearts. We confess with our mouth. Jesus is Lord. He fills us with, with Mm -hmm. his Holy Spirit. That's who the Holy Spirit is. Mm -hmm. He fills us with himself. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is the essence of God, the very spirit of God. Like you're saved. You're, you're walking in Christ Mm -hmm. through, through that faith, through that faith. And the gospel, the gospel is not just the introduction of Christianity. It is Christianity. Every single one of us has to Live out the gospel every yeah. single day, knowing to that Jesus. Of it. Amen, yeah. Knowing that Jesus died for us, what that means, that we're forgiven. Knowing that He lives and now lives in us, and knowing that He's coming back again and redeeming all things.
0: Salvation is the craziest miracle to ever happen in anyone's life, and the moment that we move away from that, we've lost picture and lost sight of what's actually happening. Yeah. It is the craziest thing that someone can be brought from death to life. Yeah. And that's what it is. And prayer allows us to interact with the one who Mm -hmm. did it all. And it's not, even for those who might be like, how do I talk to God? Even in that question is you just do. And that's what faith is. You're trusting that you're interacting with him because Mm -hmm. he's everywhere. He's in all things. He's created all things. And prayer allows us just to talk with him like he would a friend, like he would a brother or a Mm. sister or a family member. It's the opportunity that we have just to interact with a heavenly father who sees you as a child if you are in Christ and to know that you can be with him in just any moment you allow yourself to. Because our church says you can have as much of God as you're willing to make room for. So the word God says, draw near to me and I'll draw near Mm -hmm. to you. The words of God. And it's all it is, is an available heart and open hands. And Jason, do you have any closing thoughts? I'm going to close this with
2: Ephesians 2, which is, along with Romans, mm-hmm. it's a clear, clear example of what the gospel is. And this is what we, we share a lot of times when we're overseas. It's what we share when we're on the campuses across from the table with someone. But um, it's titled, Made Alive in Christ. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of the flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath, but because of his great love for us, God for you for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not of yourselves <laughs> it is a gift of god not by works so that no one can boast for we are god's handiwork created in christ jesus to do good works which god prepared in advance for us to do i mean that is like that's that's second, that's ephesians 2 hmm. 1 through 9 and it's it's the clearest i believe the clearest representation of the gospel in in the scriptures yeah it's because of his love and that that's the high i think i think that's a hi- that's the highlight of it because of his great love for us god who is rich in mercy does it he makes us alive in christ um so yeah i mean like michael said if you if you feel any kind of pull if you feel the lord if, if you're listening to this and, and you feel that pull then yeah talk pray li- listen you know it's, it's, it's as simple as, I mean, you were made for that. You were made to know God and to commune with him. It's, it's easy. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. receiving his love. And sometimes that is hard to do, but um, it's, it's the realest part about who
0: you are, being made in his image. So that'll conclude our first podcast um, for the March Life podcast. And so stay tuned for more episodes as we continue just to talk about the things of the Lord and the ways of the Lord and what he's doing and how he's moving and how we can continue to learn about his character because there's so much to learn about him and we will never stop learning about him. And that's the beautiful thing about it. So we thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.